1: Welcome to Raiders Roundtable, a special edition brought to you by America First Credit Union. We're coming to you live from the downtown Phoenix Convention Center. This is Radio Row. Q Myers along with JT and Q, we're here.
0: We are. It's fantastic, man. This is another uh, Radio Row media center, actually, that they're calling it now, and it's just a lot of fun to be here and see everyone that you know and know everyone's getting prepared for a big game on Sunday.
1: Yeah, it's a big deal because the world of sports is here, not just football, but celebrities, media, and it's kind of a Coming together of everybody that we get a chance to work with. There's a big vibe here because the Raiders have the Super Bowl next year in Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a really big deal. Of course, uh, everyone's preparing for that one and everyone's talking about it. I mean, that's as I walk around this convention center, I keep hearing, yeah, this is great, but can't wait till Vegas. Can't wait till Vegas. So the buzz is already large for a great bowl game that's going to be played in, in, in Vegas. As
1: we said last night, nothing against downtown Phoenix, but at it's all. not the
0: strip no, in Vegas. No, not at all.
1: No doubt about that. For all the Raider fans watching all over the world on YouTube, YouTube, who get a chance to download the podcast and listen. We really appreciate it, and we're thrilled to be here. Again, America First Credit Union, we really appreciate their sponsorship. So, the atmosphere here is different because it starts off Monday, it's kind of quiet, today yeah. it starts to pick up, and then it's just an avalanche <laughs> as all the Hall of Famers and players start showing up. It
0: really does. It's that slow build, and then when it hits, it hits. So, you better be ready, right? Because then you got to keep your head on a swivel. Uh, it's funny, I was talking to Rich Gannon, and I said, you just got to kind of be like your own special teams, right? you just got yeah. Have your it's head on work. the swivel at all times. It's, it's awesome.
1: And your interview with Rich is coming up here shortly, so we'll get to that. A couple of things about the atmosphere here also. This is one heck of a football game. Yeah. This is one of the greatest matchups on paper that we've seen in a long time. And a lot of great storylines with the Kelsey brothers, right. Andy Reid yep. uh, against Philadelphia and all that. So I think there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes that are going to make it fun.
0: It really is. And, you know, being at uh, at the opening night on, uh, on Monday night and seeing Jalen Hurts and Pat Mahomes be up there together and talking about the significance of the quarterbacks as well, you know. And, and, you know, the the landscape of the quarterback position in the NFL is changing. And so you're seeing Jalen Hurts. You're seeing Patrick Mahomes going up against each other. And like you said, uh, you know, just storylines with Andy Reid and the Kelsey. It's going to be a really good game I'm excited for.
1: Let's talk about it from a Raiders perspective. First, you were busy last week. We both went and stopped by the Pro Bowl. We got a chance to see that. Let's touch on that for Allegiant Stadium just to begin with. I thought it was better than last year. I saw a lot of kids and family that had a really good time
0: that's a really that's a good thing about it is it's so made for the family now the families to be able to enjoy it and get an opportunity to go into Allegiant Stadium and not only see some of their favorite Raiders but some of their favorite players just period in the NFL yeah. you know there's all these greats right there in the Raiders backyard at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center and Allegiant Stadium so yeah I think that that is just a really good spot to have the Pro Bowl and, and so many other activities there
1: so let's talk about three of the big Raider players I want to start with Devontae okay. he was loose he's having a lot of fun yeah he's getting Kind of cryptic on Twitter there also (laughs) with Aaron Rodgers out there in the distance.
0: Yeah, and he said that he's a first-class troll. You know, he said that he's he's A1, uh, all-first-team troll, where he said, don't believe anything that you see from me on Twitter. But he is, like you said, having fun, and why not? Yeah. Why not? You know, and, and it's cool to see a guy that represents the Raiders out there kind of floating the tea leaves out there a little bit.
1: I think this is a really important offseason for Devontae because he had a great season, uh, fantastic friends with Derek Carr, and now yeah. they're going to move on uh, to another quarterback. And that's very important for Devontae. Devontae came to the Raiders to be great, yes. and he had a great first season. Yep. I thought that worked out really well, the trade with Dave Ziegler. Now he's got to bounce back and have another big year. We just don't know who the quarterback's going to be.
0: Exactly, and the thing about it is I feel like that they're probably keeping him in the loop with, you know, what they're thinking about. I know that they're not keeping us in the loop, and that's fine, you know, they're not supposed to, but I think that from what Devontae has done and who Devontae is, he's probably involved in some of these conversations. Probably has a pretty good idea what the Raiders plan on doing. Uh,
1: Josh Jacobs had an incredible year, Fantastic. and again, he had an MVP Raiders year, and he was one of the best players in the entire NFL. Looming is the decision on his contract going forward. Whatever happens, we know he earned it. He earned yeah. a big contract in the NFL if it comes from the Raiders, hopefully, right. or another other team. He had a magnificent season. He
0: really did, and he told us on Saturday, I want to be a Raider, you yeah. know, but he said it just has to make sense, and look, that's that's the nature of the game. You know, it's a it's a business. We all know that, you know, good or bad, it's a business, and so it's got to make sense for him, and like you said, he earned it. He went out there. He put it together a hell of a season, didn't miss a game, right, and just and, and turned around and led the league in rushing. That was fantastic.
1: I like what he said. He was asked about it and said, was it because you were motivated for the new contract? He said, no, that's just the way I handle my business, yeah. and he handled his business too. And that's something we talked about on Raiders Roundtable all year. No matter the Raiders' record, everybody I thought handled their business right. well last year and the first year under Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. There was never an issue when we talked about effort. Everybody played hard every game, win or lose.
0: Yeah, no, they did. And the thing about Josh Jacobs that really separated him, in my opinion, is regardless if it was a win or a loss, he always talked to us in the locker room. Yeah. Right. And and he'll explain, hey, this is what happened. This is what I'm seeing. This is the frustrations, or this was what happened and it turned into good, something good, you know, positive. It was a win. But it it was good, bad, or ugly. He was always there and was able to to provide a sounding board. And and let's take us behind the scenes a little bit of what the the players are feeling.
1: Now, you played in the basketball (laughs) all-star game with Max Crosby. Yes. Now, you got some minutes, which was good. And I know you were there on the bench when you saw Max high-flying. Now, he's high-flying. I'm talking real dunks, reverse layups. What was that up close?
0: It was funny, man. Max only has one speed, (laughs) right? And that's fast all the time. And it's a charity basketball game a celebrity basketball game. We're out there having fun, and I actually got a rebound, and uh, I didn't put it back in, but my, my teammate did. And so on the way down, Max was like, okay, I see you. And I was like, whoa, he's, he, he might be angry. <laughs> so I was like, hold on now. So he's about to punk me a little bit. But, no, he, he had a lot of fun out there, and he's a heck of an athlete. Deron Harmon was also on our team and uh, had a lot of fun with him. So, yeah, it, it was it was a, a fun little event.
1: Max got snubbed for all pro. Be, obviously, time. he made the Pro Bowl. And what's interesting going forward now, both of those honors are great. The one you want. Is all pro to be one of the best at your position, the best one or two right. at your position. The Pro Bowl. Now, when you see some people get into the Pro Bowl, you ask yourself and say, Well, are they an alternate? Are they a third alternate? Are right. a seventh alternate? What do you think about Max getting snubbed? I thought that was a pretty big deal.
0: I did think it was a really big deal. And, and unfortunately, I know that wins and losses matter, right? But man, I mean, the dude was phenomenal. If you just look at the numbers, just look at what he was able to do. He put up one heck of a season. I mean, man, he just sacks 12. To have and a half 22 tackles for losses you know that had a block kick I mean the guy did every he checked every single he box he did every. the only thing that didn't happen is the Raiders didn't win enough games
1: the tackles behind the line of scrimmage were impressive just yeah. the way he was active all year long and the most important thing is availability in sports yep. it could be the NBA the NFL and Max was always available and even down the stretch when the Raiders truly weren't playing for a playoff spot in that last game. I never saw him play harder than that. He was an right. incredible Raider and I think he's building a, a gold jacket career early on playing for the Silver and Black.
0: I can see that, you know, and that's a, that's one of his goals he, and he has no problem talking about it. He said that he wants to be great. It's why he gets to the facility early. It's why he does it all year long. He wants to be the greatest to do it and so he has people that he looks up to that he saw then they kind of laid the blueprint out there and he's trying to follow it and, and that's, that's really what the Raiders need is more Max Crosby's guys with that kind of mentality similar to Josh Jacobs.
1: One of the things I saw when we were there the Thursday for the Skills Challenge at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Max uh, was talking to everyone, Mm -hmm. Fred Warner, other players from other teams, talking about the facility. And I thought that was really cool because the Raiders are going to have to recruit. They want to recruit the best players whose contracts are coming up. And he's showing them around. They're looking up at the roof. They're looking at the facility, where you go eat, the locker rooms and all that. I thought that was a very important part about the Pro Bowl games and the Skills Challenges. all these great players. Had a chance to get out to Henderson and see what Mark Davis built.
0: Yeah, it was a great almost job interview, right? It was a great it was a great place to just say, hey, look, this is what's going on here. This is what you could be a part of. And I asked Max that at the end of the season. I said, Hey, you know, you want to have great players around you. Are you gonna go out there? How how is your recruiting skills? And he said, Oh yeah, I'm on it. So he's on it, man. He's on it.
1: Uh, Before we get back, and we're going to get to your interview coming up here with Rich Gannon, I want to wrap up this open here talking about Josh Jacobs again because he's coming into town, and we hopefully will see him, and you'll see him at Raiders.com and a lot of the social media here. What is the elephant in the room more so, his contract or the quarterback? Because Jared Stidham's here. Yeah. His contract is up in the air also. Right. But with everybody, and you've been talking about it on radio as I have, everybody's asking me what are the Raiders going to do next at the quarterback position. We don't have the answers. Right. But it seems like it could be big. Tom Brady's name was out there. Now it's Aaron Rodgers. There's still a couple of other big names out there. But I think Josh Jacobs is one of the most important pieces because when you have a great running attack and running back, That cuts down about half of your thinking on your offense because Josh McDaniels likes to run the ball a lot, especially on short yardage.
0: Yeah, he really does. And the thing about it is everyone that we talk to, whether it be on Radio Row or just on radio in general, always ask, you know, uh, or doesn't ask. They say how much it's important to bring back Josh Jacobs. He has to come back because of what he was able to do. And and the way that he plays, guys get fired up. Guys will go and, and, and they get inspired when they see Josh Jacobs run. And that means a lot. That means a lot to the locker room. So he's a very important key to this. So I think, as you mentioned at the top, it's a very important offseason.
1: Over the years here, this is my 25th year on Radio Row, I've had the opportunity to interview Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, Marcus Allen, the greatest running backs of all time. It's too early to put Josh in that category, but he had a season like Marcus Allen. And Mm -hmm. we talked about that all year long on Raiders Roundtable. Every time he was chasing Marcus Allen, and how cool was it that Marcus was always talking to him before and after the game? I thought that was great.
0: That was great for Marcus to be able to be that sounding board and talk to him and tell him what it's like to be a pro, what it's like to be a Raider. But then it's also you got to give Josh Jacobs a lot of credit for soaking that in. Yeah. There's a lot of pros that don't do that. They don't really, oh, that's old timer, okay, but you know. But he soaked that in and listened, and you can see his eyes wide open when he was talking to Marcus Allen, like that was very important to him.
1: That's yeah, one of the biggest perks for playing for this organization is you get to talk to Fred Bolitnikoff, you get to see Ted Hendricks, yeah. Tim Brown, Charles Woodson, who's here, and the young players gravitate to that, and that's very important. One of the great Raiders legends of all time rich gannon if you look at the modern raiders the mvp quarterback he quarterbacked the raiders in a super bowl he's right behind us at sirius xm doing nfl radio q had the opportunity to sit down with him we'll get to that next as we're live from radio row raiders roundtable brought to you by america first credit union
0: when you're a part of a team there are expectations And one of the things I expect from my team is trust. I work hard to win, and I trust my team to work hard too. That's why I feel good about America First Credit Union. They're my financial team, and I trust that they'll always be there for me and my community. I'm Hunter Renfro. Join me and the America First team today. here on Radio Row. Actually, Media Row, I gotta correct myself. It used to be Radio Row, now it's Media Row. But we're with the former MVP, Rich Gannon. And Rich, how you
2: doing? Q, I'm doing great. It's great to be with you. Always great to be holding a, a Raiders, Raiders mic and, right. and talking about the Raiders and the NFL. This is gonna be a busy offseason for a lot of teams, but certainly for the Raiders.
0: We just came off the Pro Bowl weekend. It was there in Vegas, Allegiant Stadium. What'd you think of the way that they changed the Pro Bowl to make it more family-friendly? And you know, a lot of the players weren't big fans of it. You
2: know, honestly, um, I don't like it. I right. mean, I, as a former player uh, that played in it four times, I, I took great pride in just representing the AFC in right. that game and, and and not only going there, but going there to play well and to win the game. I, I just remember in the locker room at halftime, guys like Ray Lewis and Peyton Manning, Like it was important to them. Yeah. Right? It was yeah. important to right. you know a lot of guys that uh, really cared about the game. And so I get it. These contracts are enormous. Yeah. You don't want to go to and get hurt. Uh, some players have all-season surgeries lined up. I, I, I get it but there's got to be some type of happy medium I, right. the idea that we're playing dodgeball and stuff like that <laughs> I mean I think it I think it I think it tarnishes really what you know and not only that I think you can get hurt playing dodgeball as much sure. as you could probably playing a, in a game but it is what it is I think the NFL is trying to figure it out but uh, you know I, I, to me it was always the, the Pro Bowl meant something players right, right. you know when those announcements came out that you were you were made the Pro Bowl team guys were really excited to go over there and not only you know uh, be recognized but participate
0: Right, and Max Crosby was a guy that said, Hey, I don't think there's anything I could do here. There's nothing I could do. I, I, I want to play football. Well, and he's, it, a football you know? exactly. and he's a football player, and he's a great
2: one at that. And yes. The thing that I love. I mean, I think if the Raiders had. Like 25 or 30 Max Crosby's, and I'm not just talking about like I'm, I'm just talking about the, the energy, yeah. the passion, the commitment, the drive. You, you know, I I think then you got a championship team. I mean, right. because he embodies everything that's great about the Raiders. I mean, effort and energy and you know, it, I, 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 we, we got to find more players like that. that right. That's and that's the goal, and that's that's what Dave Ziegler and the rest of that their staff and and, and Coach mcdaniel's that they got to go out and try and more players like like Max.
0: Well, they're going to have a very busy offseason, very interesting offseason. I mean, there's a lot to do with this team, and you know the organization very well. You know, former MVP of the team. How do they get this thing turned around quick?
2: You know what? It it doesn't it does. It, it doesn't take a lot. We, we're, we're in the process of trying to change the culture and the environment. And Josh is looking for the players that fit his schemes. And, yeah. and but I think you know we've got to get better defensively. I think defense has been a, a big issue for this team. I mean, you, you can't, it's tough to go out and score 35 points each week, and if you, if you had to do that, because right. your defense has given up so many big plays, I think the explosive plays, I think, you know, the the two areas that Josh talked about with us in the preseason is we've got to be able to create more negative plays, more sacks and turnovers. That simply didn't happen this right. year. So that's an area of concern. I think you just got to continue to go out, and the, the draft's going to be important. But on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, we've got so many players in place. You know, you've got one of the best tight ends in football in Darren Waller. you got the best receiver in football in Devontae Adams. I think the best running back in the game last year was Josh Jacobs. Yeah. The question is, is who's going to who's going to be the, the air traffic controller of the Raiders in, in 2023? And I think that's that's a tough spot to be in. There's a, there's about 10 teams out there right now that are currently looking for help at that
0: position. Well, and with that being said, with all those weapons that they have, is it you have to go out and get a veteran that's a, a big time player, or, or is it maybe you could roll the dice with a rookie? I mean... Well, I think I, I think you're looking at I think you're looking at both. I mean, there, there could be a situation where you
2: you go out and get a veteran player, and you also draft the player. It may not be in the first round, but you, right. if you see a quarterback that you like, that you think you have an opportunity, uh, even on the second day, to come in and bring in and, and, and develop them. That, that's I think the, the ability to be able to identify. Right. Draft and then once you get them into the building to be able to develop them, that is the key. Some teams don't do a very good job of developing that position, but to me, if you're a a veteran quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, for example, or anybody, right? I think it's an attractive spot. You got Devontae Adams, you got Darren Waller, you got Hunter Renfro, you got Josh Jacobs, you got a pretty good offensive line. I mean. Raise my hand for that opportunity. I'm just saying.
0: Right. You got some more in that arm? I do. I wish I, I, wish I did. But I'm just telling you, it's, yeah. it's an
2: attractive landing spot. Right. I mean, the people want to come to Las Vegas. I mean, the facilities are second to none. We've got the best stadium in football. I think right. we've got the best facility in football I mean it's I think it's a to me that's important I right that you know Mark Davis has spent a lot of money on on having the, the best facilities and the best of everything and I think so from getting those players to come in and look at it, I think it's it's
0: a good a good landing spot. a lot of the players that were at the Pro Bowl wanted to see the facility they kept talking and commenting about that. So that goes back that goes back to what you were saying about players want to be in Las Vegas it really is a great destination
2: it is I mean the weather is 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 awesome and there's a lot to do there. I think it's a, it's a city that's continuing to grow and develop and expanding. And Henderson, where the facility is, I think there's good schools. It's a safe area. Uh, it's close to a lot of major cities like Los Angeles and and uh, Palm Desert, where I'm at in the wintertime. Yeah. So I, I think it's awesome. And But you know what? Players are going to go where they think they have a chance to win. Right. And I, I think that... You know, Mark Davis made a decision last year to bring in Dave Ziegler and to bring in Josh McDaniels. I think they have the right people in place. Mm-hmm. Now is how can they build on what they did in 2022, identify areas of weakness? I think when you look at the personnel evaluation, the scheme evaluation, the staff evaluation, that is is happening as we as we speak.
0: Talking right now with Rich Gannon, the MVP here, and, and before I let you go, I did want to ask, you got the opportunity to light the Al Davis torch at Allegiant Stadium to close out the season. What did that mean to you?
2: You know, what an incredible honor, first and foremost to hear from Mark to be invited to to come to come back the reception that I've received from the great Raider fans uh just being around the players and the coaches being a part of preseason football for the Raiders I mean I love it I, I I love it uh you know I I I so appreciate the fact that Mark gave me that opportunity, but but even more importantly, I appreciate what his father did for me, what yeah.
0: Al Davis, the great Al Davis did for me, to give me an opportunity to be a Raider. It was awesome. I remember everyone always talking about the great Rich Gannon and everything that Rich did, and, and you were fantastic when you were out there playing. So uh, yeah, man, it was just it was, it was was really cool to see that and see you be able to light that torch, and I know a lot of Raider Nation appreciated seeing you out R. there Q, as well. I appreciate, appreciate you having me, brother. I really yeah, absolutely. appreciate it. You're well, the best. Thank you, Rich.
1: Coming up, I'm joined by Pro Football Hall of Famer, the great Anthony Munoz. JT, back on Radio Row with Hall of Famer Anthony Munoz on your 25th anniversary since your induction. Great to see you.
3: Good seeing you, man. 25 years down in San Diego. Yeah. Super Bowl in San Diego when I got word that I was going to be a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So it, it's amazing how fast it goes. And you just got a new job at the Hall of Fame. Tell us about Just that. this past summer. So, you know, new president, Jim Porter, a uh, little over a year has been at the position uh, and the board decided to, to create a new position, new job for someone to work right with Jim Porter. And uh, you know, I've been on the board there for the Hall of Fame for probably seven, eight years. And uh, so they put together a search committee and asked me if I'd be on the search committee. I said, why don't we let another Hall of Famer be on it? Because I'm on that board. I'm in the assistance fund board, let's get more guys involved. So they did that. About a week after they formed the, the board, they said, hey, you're being nominated by a lot of these board members as a candidate. And I said, well, let me see the, the job description. I looked at it, first couple things, no relocation. I love Canton, but I love Cincinnati, I got a lot going on. And no disruption of things you're doing in Cincinnati, i.e., foundation and stuff. I looked at the uh, job description, and was like, whoa. I've been doing these things for 20, 25 years, so I said I'd love to include my name into and it was a long process. They hired Corn Ferry search committee to search group to go through the interview process. Seven-person search committee from the board. It was all said and done. They, They offered me the job, the chief football relationship officer, and I said, I would be honored, humbled to take it, represent my Hall of Famers, the staff the board and the community of Canton and, uh, and that's what we're doing just uh, going through uh, meeting NFL owners corporate partners just doing a lot of you know relational type of stuff What's your vision for the job five years from now? What would you like to do if you hand it off to someone else down the road? Well, some of the things that are going on, and I'd love to be a part of, you know, right now, things that are going on in the hall, long-term planning. We have Gallagher and Associates that are really bringing the museum up to 2023. Yeah. I mean, it's we have a great museum, but it's like stuck in the ni- late 90s, mid-90s. So doing some things that do that, uh, we're going to have a bigger footprint of the co- Black College Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's a small, we're to increase that uh, more uh, impact programs outside. Right now we'll, you'll hear more about it. We're doing a mental health big event that's going to really educate and you know, have people get some help. As we know, mm-hmm. mental health is yeah, big in the huge. country. You know, so a lot of those things, uh, you know, we've been on pretty much, I haven't made all of them, but we've been on a meet the NFL owner tour. Just going in and saying, hey, Mark, we'd love to come in. Just asking nothing, just going in. Mark Davis, we'd love to just give you an update what's going on. Introduce our new employee, Anthony Munoz. And so I've had an opportunity to go to Jacksonville and Philly and, you know, to the Giants and, you know, the Bengals. and. So I already know that, but just going in and sharing, hey, here's the direction we're going in. These are the things that are happening at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, meeting with corporate partners, you know, uh, and just a lot of that. And you know, so we're building that exactly how that all comes about, you know, Doing the, the national media. You know, we got a lot of. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say I'm the face of the Hall of Fame, because we got 180 some guys that are yeah. the face of the Hall of Fame. But anytime I can do an interview like this and talk about the great things that are going on at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I'm going to do it. And that's part of, you know, what uh, what my job description calls Hall for. of Famer Anthony
1: Munoz joins us, getting back to Mark Davis with his dad, Al Davis, who you knew yeah. well. Yeah. You know, Mark had a lot to do with getting rings for the Hall of Famers who yeah. passed away and their yeah. families. And Bye. I went behind the scenes yeah. and talked to him about what a passion project yeah. that was, because, you know, Cliff passed away, right. Ken Stabler, the Snake, and right. Junior Seau, your yeah. great friend. So yeah. talk about how important that was to get rings for the actual family so they could have something to hold on to.
3: Well, you know, our mission statement is uh, honor the greatest of the game, and, and I think that's a way of honoring these guys that have passed away. Like you mentioned, a couple, you know, the Snake and you know Cliff Branch and Junior Seau. Is uh, allowing their family to have the you know the ring to say hey we're going to honor your your husband your you know your father whoever it is and uh, so I think that's been huge. Again, you mentioned Mark Davis, he's been after it, and that's the great thing about Jim Porter, not that everything's going to happen that he hears, but he takes whatever recommendations and he'll really look at it, and his, his whole thing really focuses on that first line of the mission statement: honor the greatest of the game. Whatever we do, we want to honor the greatest of the game and the game. And then the second one is preserve its history. Yes. So, as you know, great history of the game.
1: Anthony, I want to stay on this because you care. And I, sometimes I get frustrated. You know how often I go back when some of the younger guys don't go back every yeah. year. You go back all the time. And yeah. you look at the legends
3: who come back all the time. They get it. Is that a generational thing? You know what? Uh, hopefully we can change yeah. that. Uh, you know, I th- the first guy I think about is Bobby Bell. 35 years in a row he's the best he is unbelievable you have guys that do that and they just have a passion for what's going on so you know i think what's going on with the hall the focus being brought back to the guys and we're making time for you know hall of famers just to enjoy each other with the families and jim Porter's done that with a couple events that were happening 15 years ago that were eliminated but being brought back you know and you know take one for instance Friday night is the gold jacket ceremony at the Civic Center. We used to go back to the hotel that's been totally renovated. We're back downtown at the old old McKinley. McKinley. Now it's the Doubletree, and it's crazy great now. The ballroom last year was set for music, food, and drinks. Come back, take your jacket off, put sweats in just for Hall of Famers and their families. And Jim Porter, he has a great line. He said, it's just for Hall of Famers, but he stuck his head in just to make sure. <laughs> and we've just lost, and um, we, we've lost a lot. But this guy I've known since, man, the 80s when I was playing, Franco Harris. Yeah. And Jim says, I went in to see how the party was going, he said, I THINK THE PARTY WAS GOING PRETTY GOOD BECAUSE Franco HARRIS WAS LEADING THE CONGO LINE <laughs> AT <you> know, <laughs> MIDNIGHT, fair. ONE IN THE MORNING. SO THINGS LIKE THAT, JUST TO BRING THE yeah. FOCUS BACK, TO REALLY ALLOW THESE YOUNGER GUYS TO COME BACK.
1: Wrapping it up with Anthony Munoz, Hall of Famer. Finally, uh, to name drop, Joe Burrow was in Vegas for Warren Moon's Pro Bowl soiree. You went to that party all the time in uh, Hawaii back in the day. I just want to tell you, seeing him work the room in a cigar lounge, to see how Uh, much of a gentleman he was. He was with his buddies from Ohio. He was talking to the Raiders owner, Fred Warner's there from the Niners, Warren Moon, Ray Lewis, and he fit right in. And to see him, and I was talking to my wife about it, look how comfortable he is and how proud are you now that he's associated uh, with your team and how great of a quarterback
3: you have? I tell you what, he's the real deal and I've not gotten to know him that well but I watch him a lot. I'm, I'm one that really loves to watch body language and how they interact and I can tell that these guys on his team will run through a wall for him and I did my very first interview today was with the guy that I felt the same way about and that's Boomer Esiason mean, nice. the guy came in, had the same swag and the same confidence. You know, most people would say hey, cocky, arrogant. Now it's just confidence in knowing that you can do the job job and that's what I see in Joe and I mean you know the example I used two years ago uh, Riley uh, was Riley Reif from the mm-hmm, Vikings yeah. came in 10-year veteran had dinner with Joe the night before and the next morning he said after having dinner with this guy I got to play for him and this is a 10-year veteran yeah and I think he was a rookie or second-year quarterback that speaks volumes after you know someone says that but I, I love you know how he handles himself during a game and like you're saying to see that how he hand- and that doesn't surprise me Last one, the Trojans, Lincoln Riley, and potentially
1: and eventually moving to the SEC. How do you feel about that with the tradition of the Pac-8, the Pac-12, what's going to happen now, and the recruiting process? You would assume the Trojans are going to get even better players, and they get some of the best players in the world.
3: Well, it's actually Big
1: Ten. Big Ten, excuse me, Big Ten. No,
3: I'm excited because I live in Ohio, and it's closer to me. Coming right to you. But, uh, you know, for me, it's like I was an offensive lineman. But if you're a quarterback, why wouldn't you go play for Lincoln Riley? Right. If, you're, if the Heisman means anything to you as a quarterback, I mean, but no, I think he's done it. I've gotten to know him. I've connected with him. Good. The guy is fa- laser focused. Caleb Williams is Laser focused. I mean, Lincoln Riley. I went, so I did a camp last year's Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Started at 430 on the practice field at USC. while well, USC was practicing. About a half an hour left in practice, and in the future, or in the past, when a player would step on the field, the head coach would come right over, hey, Anthony, how you doing, and then go finish. Lee, I've walked on the field, was watching practice for 40 minutes, and he was so laser. he finished the practice. He had a job to do. And then after practice, was, then he came over and said hi. Big difference. So I've been impressed with him. Congratulations on the new role at the Hall of Fame. Thank you. Always great being with you. You got it. Anthony right. Munoz,
1: everyone. to Raiders Roundtable, brought to you by America First Credit Union, thanks to Anthony Munoz and Q's conversation with Rich Gannon. Wow, always great to catch up with those two legends. Let's jump in now, Q from Radio Row on the AFC West. I think the biggest news since we last jumped on the roundtable is Sean Payton, head coach of the Denver Broncos. That is a great hire. Yeah. He's a great coach. He will change the Denver Broncos, no debate.
0: He will. He absolutely will, and, and that ownership knows that they needed to go out and get a coach that, that can get them going in the right direction. And Sean Payton, uh, he came out of retirement or his year off that he take, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But he's ready to get things cooking, and so they have some, they have some pieces in place there. Obviously, they have a quarterback that he's got to get, get them, get him right, and Russell Wilson. But uh, he's he's going to make that team, you know, a lot better than they were.
1: I thought it was amazing that he basically shut down Russell Wilson having his own guys in there, and you need to do that. That's what he needed. A head coach, other than Tom Brady having Mm -hmm. his nutritionist, that's it. You can't bring in guys who are not in the building all the time or not employees of the organization. And the way he lightly dropped that hammer down, I don't think Russell Wilson knew that when he said that.
0: I don't think he did either. And the one thing I've been saying since the Sean Payton hire was the fact that somebody needs to go in there and humble Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. That is a way to humble Russell Wilson.
1: Well, what I I know about Russell Wilson is he's a potential. I think he is a Hall of Famer, and they're going to get him right. And the Raiders... Through the Vic Fangio, Nathaniel Hackett, they've been able to beat Denver and dominate that recently since the Raiders moved to Vegas. Not saying that won't happen again because right. the Raiders are going to have tremendous talent and improve in the offseason here. But with Sean Payton on the other sideline, it's going to be much more difficult.
0: No, it will. It will. Again, he's a sharp offensive mind. He's putting together a heck of a staff. They already had a really good defense. And, again, they have a quarterback that you said. I mean, if he's not a Hall of Famer, he's right there knocking on the door. And so if he can get right, and I do believe he can get right, he's not as bad as what we saw last season. He might not be as good as what he was when he won a Super Bowl, but he's still a really good quarterback.
1: They gave up a late first-round pick, and if you take a look at what they gave up for Russell Wilson, I, I nailed that last year when everybody said they're going to the AFC championship game. No, they lost players. Right. They lost a lot of players lot. to get Russell Wilson, yeah. and they don't have them back. And now we'll see what they're able to do in the draft, but I still think that Denver, even though they have a great back end of that defense, or mm-hmm. secondary might be the best in football. Yeah. Overall, uh, they need a lot more players to come in and improve that roster.
0: No, they do and it it might not be immediate success as they probably want and I'm sure the fans there want but uh, it's going to get successful they're going to find a way to make that team good they really will.
1: Uh, Kellen Moore goes to the Chargers that was really interesting because about three weeks before the end of the Cowboys season there were a lot of rumors about Kellen Moore being a head coach Yeah. and all of a sudden someone's head had a role after the Cowboys got eliminated so Kellen Moore is gone Mike McCarthy is going to be calling more of the plays for the Dallas Cowboys and I think that's a good move for Brandon Staley also to get out of the way. Yeah. Get out of the Way a fourth down, trying to make those decisions and let Kellen Moore do
0: it. Yeah, and the thing I know about Kellen Moore as I was in Texas covering the Cowboys for a long time is the fact that, and I never really liked his play calling with that team, because they had guys that can run the rock, right. right? They had Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott, and it just seemed like they went away from them so much, and so I never understood that. But he likes to throw the ball around the yard. He likes to get the quarterback involved, and we know with the Chargers, they have a heck of a quarterback that can get involved.
1: Yeah, and speaking of this, because a lot of Raider fans give me heat because I talk about how great Herbert is, and mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. But losing a 27 and nothing lead, it's unforgivable. And the only other guy that I remember doing it in the postseason at that level was obviously Matt Ryan in the Super Bowl to Tom Brady. Right. And I never thought ever that Justin Herbert could be involved in a game where they could have a 27 nothing lead right. to Jacksonville on top right. of it. This was not Kansas City, <laughs> yeah. and they lost that game. What do you think that's going to do to affect the Chargers and him mentally? Because that's a scarring loss for the Chargers.
0: Well, I, I think it is. A, it's definitely a scarring loss. But I, I do believe the fact that now they've had the change in the, the switch at the offensive coordinator position, I feel like it's kind of like a reset moment, right? And just one of those, okay, clear it. You know, that was uh, uh, bad coaching. Of course, uh, somebody had to be the fall guy for that. And so now that they bring in Kellen Morris, okay, that wasn't on you. Let's get back to work. I I think that he'll be fine. He's a a sharp dude, and like you said, he's a hell of a quarterback.
1: Uh, Let's move on to Scott Turner joining the Raiders. That's more of eyes and, I think, a mind and a success from his dad, who was a coach, to his experience to help Josh McDaniels. When I saw that move, I was a little bit surprised. I wasn't shocked by it. But Josh McDaniels, who is a play caller and a head coach, bringing someone else in to just give him another pair of eyes I always think is a good thing
0: I do too and it's funny because I wasn't sure about the hire uh, like what his role was going to be and then as we started to learn a little bit more about it I think it's great I mean as you mentioned uh, just a football mind and and some eyes that's never going to hurt the product but what I do like about it also JT is the fact that what he was doing in Washington wasn't really working with what Ron Rivera wanted to do because he wants to stretch the field well, the Raiders, if they get a little bit extra speed and they, and I do believe that they need to add some more speed on the outside, they could probably help stretch the field. I think Josh McDaniels wants to stretch the field. You saw him take some shots in 2022 so I think that, you know, whatever his ideas and philosophies are could really mix well with uh, Josh McDaniels.
1: Well, one of the biggest offensive topics that jumped out to me was the fact that when we saw Jared Stidham come in, we just saw a different offense in one game against the 49ers. The Kansas right. City game, Kansas City just came in. They were trying to close out and get the number one seed, yeah. but the Niner game showed me Jared Stidham a little bit more outside the pocket and making deep throws. Whoever the quarterback is going to be here, and it could be Jared Stidham, I'd like to see more of that. Design rollouts, design runs by the quarterback, stop and pop and throw the other way for some deep balls. When you got Devontae, he can get right. behind everybody. I'd like to see more of that next year. No,
0: I would too. You know, just attacking, 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 attacking. And of course, if they have the run game with Josh Jacobs, like we believe that he'll be back, you know, that's that's a way to loosen up the defense and then boom, you got to strike. And you've always talked about striking down the field. You know, it's nice to run the ball and be able to but strike you know go deep go deep and take it
1: I talk Eric Allen all the time. I want to throw it on every play. Yeah.
0: But, again, right.
1: I, I admit when I'm always wrong, and I'm wrong a lot. You're a, a big lot. 12
0: quarterback. Well, but I didn't think that – I didn't
1: have a thought that Josh Jacobs was going to have this right. season. I, I thought he'd have a decent did. season. Right. I didn't think that Josh would play at that level right. and be that dominant. So now, assuming he comes back, and it's tough to assume it's, anything. It's tough, yeah. But if he does come back, you have a power running game. Yep. I got to believe as we get to areas of improvement for the silver and black, live from Radio Row here on Raiders Town uh, Roundtable, Brought to you by America First Credit Union. I think the running game is going to be paramount now. We know that the Raiders have that. I'm assuming they're going to add a offensive lineman in the draft yeah. and one in free agency. So with that being said, you talked about a speed receiver. Now let's jump over to the defense, where the defense needs Vast improvement yep. overall at every different every level. level.
0: Every level. Every level. And it really starts, for me, in the interior of that defensive line. We know what Max Crosby brings to the table. We know how dominant he can be. Can you imagine if he had some help and, and, and had a guy that was collapsing the pocket from the interior? That makes Chandler Jones' job that much easier as well.
1: Well, Q, the elephant in the room now is if you spend a lot of money on a quarterback, i.e., Aaron Rodgers or someone else, right. it's gonna take a little bit away from the money that goes on defense. If yep. it's something in house, if it's a young draft pick, seventh pick overall, if that's a quarterback, then I think the Raiders have to spend the majority of the offseason on the defensive side of the ball. I'm talking yep. two linebackers yep. and two members of the secondary. I would assume a safety and at least a stud cornerback, yep. either in free agency or the draft.
0: Absolutely. You know, and, and I kind of like you know the Eagles, the Eagles game plan that they had I mean if you look at the way that that team was built it was some really good trades right and some really good draft picks and some really good free agents right I mean every level of building a team they were able to do and if Dave Ziegler took that kind of approach I think that would be okay
1: I think this is going to be one of the most – we always say it's going to be a great offseason because there's always money to spend. There's always draft picks. Last year it was Devontae Adams. But this year it's going to be very unique because of that seventh pick overall and the fact that the quarterback question is still out there. As we sit here on Radio Row, everybody who comes up and talks to us, all of our guests, all they're asking about is the Raiders quarterback.
0: That's it. That is the number one conversation even when they're not on the radio. I mean, just in passing, it's like, hey, who's your quarterback going to be? Who's your quarterback? I mean, that is the number one topic here on radio. Radio Row is the top of, who the quarterback is for the Raiders.
1: Well, keep it at Raiders.com. Also, all the Raiders social media. There's going to be a lot of pictures. There's going to be a lot of videos coming from all these great events uh, live here on Radio Row. We're going to be back on Thursday, and this is really going to heat up on Wednesday and Thursday. We'll have plenty more guests. We'll take you behind the scenes of the silver and black. We'll give you the information that you need live from the Phoenix Downtown Convention Center. For Q Myers, I'm JT. Thanks for joining us on Raiders Roundtable.